Hey Raiders family, Berkey, and welcome to a really a short but sweet Berkey's top 10 post-match versus the Storm round nine last Saturday. Um, look, to be honest with you, uh, and I'll get to it shortly, I thought we were right in that game. Some of the calls, as we rightfully know, were dreadful um, and could have gone either way. So number one in my top 10 this week is so close but yet so far. So if you take into account Elliott's drop ball, which was so minimal, it wasn't even funny. Uh, Simons and Simbin, um, you know, there's a 12-point swing straight away. Uh, if George Williams' kick uh, second half to that left-hand corner when uh, Pappenhausen scored was a little bit more deeper, more in an angle, it wouldn't have happened. So there's all these ifs, buts and maybes. Um, but with all the injuries we had and the confusion around communication and the makeup of the side and so on, losing the best hooker in the world and whatnot. Um, it was an awesome, awesome effort by our boys and we couldn't only really got the chocolates as well. Um, so we just got to stay in those types of games. If we can keep within six points, eight points, 10 points of size late in the game, we still have the ability to get over the top of sides and win. So just so close but yet so far. Number two, I've gone for an old saying and it's gonna really resonate with us the next 10 weeks is Injuries take you out of the top four, and form takes you out of the top eight. So right now with our injury stocks, our, nearly our entire forward pack from the grand final, that's gonna really hinder our top four potential without a doubt. However, if we can maintain our form while those guys are out, then we should still make the top eight. If we lose form and have obviously the same amount of injuries or more, we're gonna miss that top eight chance. So we just gotta maintain our form, believe in our systems and our processes uh, to make sure we make that top eight. And as we all know, once the top eight or the semi start, it's an entirely different season. Now, number three, I've gone for plan B, plan C, plan D. So obviously plan A during the off season, then the COVID uh, off season as well. Our plan A would have been having Hodjo there, Horsburgh there, Sia there, Emre there, Bailey there, and so on. That's now completely thrown out the window. So I'm sure Ricky, with the coaching staff, would have had a plan B, C, and D. Obviously, it's now time to play those cards, whatever that may be. I'm sure they would have trained for different ideas, different structures, and so on. I don't think Avili would have been the hooker um, in those types of things. He probably would have been coming off the bench as an impact player like he now has or was, was doing. So now we've got to look at those plan B, C, and D. So it's going to be a throwback to 2018 when um, when uh, Saliva was hooker and Hodzo had that nine, 10 weeks to miss the start of the year. So we've got to pair back to that basic football, but that's what plan B, C, and D is going to be. It's just going to be a tweak here and there, but everyone needs to know where they're running, what they're doing, what the call is, where they should be positioned, when the kick's on, and so on. So plans B, C, and D will come to the fore the next couple of weeks. We've just got to wait and see how that unfolds. Number four, I've gone for Joe Tarpanay. I really liked Joe's game Saturday night. I thought he was hurtful. He was really aggressive. Ran for 130 metres. He just looked like a real force in that middle third of the field. More than an edge, I liked him in the middle third around where C would be running, Papa would be running, and Louis and the like. So I really liked him in that in that mode, um, but I thought he was a, he was probably one of our better forwards, him and Papali on Saturday night, and Elliot again, um, just with the way that Joe was able to impact himself into the storm forwards was really refreshing to see. We're gonna need that now week in, week out for the next 10 weeks by a mile. 
Number five, I've gone our left edge. So obviously now our left edge is just going to be our most potent attacking weapon around. We just don't have really any thrust on the right edge, sadly. Um, George Williams, while great, uh, you know, we're just lacking some real thrust outside in the in second row and centre and so on. We're going to be solid there, um, but obviously our left edge now is going to be our go-to side. Probably last year with our right edge with Aiden, Bateman, BJ and Rapana. Um, this year it's just going to swing to our left edge to try and do most of our attacking options. Number six, I've gone for the extra 1% to 2%. Obviously now everyone's going to have to lift and that's going to mean an extra 1% and 2% from players. So it's going to mean Louis, instead of playing 55, will play 65. Tampere, instead of playing 60, is going to have to play 70. Havili is going to have to play 80. So all these little 1% and 2% from the players are just going to have to have that extra effort to get over the injuries to Hodso and those other guys, other guys I spoke about earlier um, as a team collective. So there's going to be extra effort needed from our boys over the next couple of months. In number seven, we've gone the, I've gone the damn wall. We're just going to have to maintain and hold out as much as we can. Things can turn very quickly in this game. There's no way at the start of this year we would have thought we would have had nearly our entire forward pack injured. That can happen to other sides very quickly. You only need a major disruption in a side to one of their key plays, and suddenly it just brings the feel back. Um, so we've just got to maintain, as I said earlier, our consistency and our form and get in the top eight, and you just never know what could happen. And number eight, I've gone belief. We've got to believe that we still have the stocks around us, and we do, that we can make a real impact. As I said, the guys still there, still know how to pass a ball, tackle, attack, talk, run, um, push themselves. So we've just got to have belief that what Ricky and the coaching staff are going to be working on will get us the win. Luck's going to play a massive part. Number nine, I've gone for luck. We just haven't had any luck the last couple of weeks with injuries, obviously. Everyone can see that. Ricky alluded to it in the post-match about how important luck's going to be. Um, so look, I think our type of luck or our turn in luck has to come the next couple of weeks in some way, shape or form. And number 10, experience counts. Grand final in 2019, big games in 2016. So, you know, we have that pedigree, that DNA with most of the side still, most of the players still on the side. Shans, Jack, Elliot, um, uh, Jared, Havili, Papali, um, you know, with um, uh, Tarpane. We still have a really good nucleus of international players, Australian players, world-class players with massive experience in big games. As I said earlier, those guys, along with the rest of the team, have got a lift now to try and hold the damn wall away um, and just push through it and maintain that consistency that we know we can do and what's going to be needed to get us into the finals. So look, guys, as I said, a very short top 10 this week. Nothing outlandish, nothing startling, simplistic. You'll probably see a lot of that stuff I'll raise again the next couple of weeks because it's it's pretty much all attitude. Um, not much of ability, but it's all about the attitude to make sure that those things happen week in, week out. As always, guys, thank you so much for the support on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. I love hearing your comments or questions or any crews you want to throw at me, either in a public message or a direct message. Happy to answer them the best I can, guys. So until my preview with the Roosters, either tomorrow night or Thursday night, have a great evening. And as always, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out.